This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. This afternoon, I'm going to go straight into a passage of Scripture. I'm grateful for all the words that have been shared thus far. And I trust that you are seeing how they are all tying together. And that the message that God is bringing to us is one. (laughs) And that message demands a response. It demands a response. In the book of Ephesians 2, in verse 10, the Bible says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Psalm 139 verse 16 goes on to say, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet were none of them. I love how Pastor Pillay put it. He says, show me your design. That's what I'm interested in. And this is God declaring by revelation his design for each one of us. He says, we are which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. He has ordained that we should walk in good works. And it takes revelation, revelation, to understand that we have been birthed unto good works. Because if I was to pan across the room right now and begin to ask each one of you and say, Ah, are you doing the good works that God has ordained? I'm going to get many different answers. Many different answers. Because what this scripture is pointing to is the fact that God has defined what he desires for us to be doing, when we should be doing it, how we should be doing it, and why we should be doing it. It says he ordained it. But it's interesting how we can live our lives sometimes without even the smallest inkling of the presence of God or of his voice whispering to us. Yet he has declared in his word, we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works that he has ordained. It says he has ordained them, which means there is a way. There is a way that God would desire for us to walk. There is a way. Hence, the Bible will say there is a way that seems right to a man. But it says the end thereof is death. And the danger with that scripture is that when you realize you were in the wrong, it's too late. Because it says the end is death. The end is death. So this 
afternoon, just for a few minutes, I would like to just reiterate what has been spoken. It's, I mean, it's been spoken, I've heard it over, over, and over, and over. Our need, according to Proverbs 3, verse 5, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Literally, He is saying, we can't trust in our own understanding, because our own understanding gives us the knowledge of facts. That's all your understanding can do. Your senses give you an understanding of facts. So if my leg is sore, my understanding tells me your leg is sore. That's about all my understanding can tell me, and God made it that way. Hence, he says, don't lean on this understanding. Because the fact that my leg is sore does not mean I'm sick. Because there is a truth. The truth of the word of God declares that I'm healed by his stripes. So what do I lean on? Do I lean on the truth? Or do I lean on my own understanding? And yet we spend a lot of times on a daily basis leaning on our own understanding. The things that we are grappling with our senses, with our eyes, our ears, the things that we are smelling, we spend our time making decisions based on that understanding. Yet the Bible says, don't lean on that understanding. If you're looking for a title for my message, I will call it Revelation. And the subtitle is Birthing, Preservation, and fulfillment. I'm going to turn to Genesis 3, verse 15. This scripture is a declaration from God. After Adam and Eve had sinned, and he was addressing the serpent, he said to the serpent, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise or crush your head, and you shall bruise his heel. This simple declaration from the one true Lord set in motion not only what we are living now, But what is to come? The revelation declared the coming of Christ. This one revelation. And it revealed an outcome. Now this is the thing about outcomes. For anyone who watches sport, this is a picture that gave me an understanding of this issue of outcomes. If you watch sport, there's what we call the score line. The score line is the result of the game. But sometimes we don't get to watch games because we're not present at the moment that they are played. So what they have done is they have created what they call reruns. Or they play the game again for the benefit of those that missed the game. 
Those are reruns. Or they play the whole game just so that you can see what transpired. But the interesting thing is if you are watching the game for the first time, because you have no revelation of what's going to happen at the end, sometimes you can be seated at the edge of your seat trying to figure out what is going to be the outcome. But if you're sitting watching a rerun, as long as you know the scoreline, if your team makes a mistake, it's not going to phase you at all. It's not going to phase you because you know the outcome. You know the outcome. So you're not going to be phased. So you will see them fumble enough times, but you will maintain your cool because you know the outcome is what? We won. <laughs> this is our book of outcomes. In here, God has given us the outcome. Not only has he given us the outcome, but he has shown us game after game after game that has been played. And the outcomes of those games. And he has done it so that we would be inspired to live like the people in the word of God to look at their mistakes and to conduct our lives in a manner that is worthy of what he has declared. And so in Genesis, he declares the Christ will come and he will crush the head of the serpent. And now what we're going to see is a picture of how that came about. Because this is where we begin to see the benefits of revelation. In Luke 1, verse 29 to 38, the Bible says, But when she saw him, she was troubled. This is talking of Mary. And considered what manner of greeting this was. This is after the angel greeted her. It says, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Revelation. A communication from God to man. Simple definition of what revelation is. It says he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Verse 34 says, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? Here's a woman who knows how to inquire for wisdom. Pastor Washington was speaking to us about this. She asked, How will this come about? Give me the wisdom. Isn't it interesting that a lot of the times when we receive a revelation, we are excited. But no one takes the next step to say, God, how will this come about? So he reveals to you. He reveals to you where you're going. The end picture. That this is what you will become. But that, that next step of taking the step to say, God, how will it come about? 
It's different from questioning God. She inquired and said, Lord, give me the wisdom. And the angel gave the wisdom of how the baby would come about. Verse 35 says, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for who, she who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. Verse 38 says, Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to the word. And the angel departed. Mary declared, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what I need us to understand about Revelation. Revelation is the source of any initiation that has to do with God. All that is of God is initiated through Revelation. Through Revelation. Alignment to the Revelation that God has released is what releases the power of God. Mary declared, let it be done to me according to your word. That released the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit that brought about the birthing of the Son of Man who was Jesus Christ. For some of us, has stopped your birthing process. There is no birthing without an alignment of the revelation that God has given. It says, unless the Lord builds, unless the Lord builds, unless the only builder is God. Which means if we're going to be building anything of eternal significance, we have to be aligned to the builder, the one who builds. We have to be aligned to him. The children of Israel, on two instructions of revelation from God, entered into a new thing. The revelation of the blood on the doorpost and the revelation of asking for silver, gold, and articles from their oppressors. Those were two revelations. From those two revelations, when we read of the story in the book of Psalms, it says he led them out with silver and gold. God, it's speaking of God. But when it was happening real time, it was at the hand of a man who was following an instruction from God. A revelation from God with the people who were responding to that revelation. But when we read of it, it says God did it. Yet it was at the hands of the obedience of man. God said by the man of God that this would be a year of wealth transfer. 
wealth transfer. If we're going to spend time trying to figure out how the wealth is going to come, we're going to be in trouble. If you would have told the children of Israel that overnight, overnight, that overnight your net worth would change, they would, they would have said to you, you're crazy. But it changed overnight, all based on a revelation that they responded to. So an alignment to revelation releases the power of God. We always cry for the power of God to be released, but no one wants to align to what God is saying. The power is released when we align to the revelation. So there is a receiving of the revelation. Mary received the revelation. You can be ill in your body and you're told you are healed by stripes. If you don't receive that revelation, the power will not flow. What makes the power flow is the reception of what has been released by God. Matthew 2, verse 13 to 14, speaking of Jesus, says, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take your young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring word to you. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken. The second thing that revelation will do is revelation will preserve you. Revelation preserved the Son of God. Because anything that is born of God is going to have the onslaught of the enemy on it. But to be preserved, the same thing that birthed you is the same thing that will sustain you. The Son of God was, and it is recorded, I think, two or three times, there are instances where Joseph, by revelation, was told to move location. And he obeyed, and it preserved. And every time he moved, the word of God would say, so that it would be fulfilled. So even in his fleeing with his wife and his child, he was fulfilling scripture, prophecy. You can be running for your life, and that is the fulfillment of the word of God. Huh? We think if you're running, there's something you've done that's wrong. That's, that's our assumption. That I've done something wrong. But it's not always that you've done something wrong. If you're fleeing and it's a revelation to flee. <laughs> then that is a fulfillment of God's word. Revelation will preserve you. Let me quickly move. I need to get, there's a place I need to get. So Luke 2, verse 25 to 26, it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem, and his name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. 
And the Bible says, And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Preserved by revelation. This man knew he would not die <laughs> before he saw the Christ. So if anything presented itself in his life, he could literally just say, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen him yet. What revelations that are missing from your life are causing you to act in a way that is inconsistent with his plans for you, his desires for you? What lack of revelation is causing us to be urgent? To be urgent and end up in a worse off place. Daniel would not be a slave to urgency. When the king came to kill the wise men, he went into the presence of, of the king and he says, give me time. He says, give me time with the revealer of secrets. He says, because if you kill us, it's not going to solve the, the fact that you're troubled. So give me time with the one who reveals secrets. How many of us, when we are faced with situations, are asking for time with the revealer of secrets? Saying, Lord, give me revelation. John 5, verse 19 to 20 says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For what he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself does. And he will show him greater things that you may marvel. Revelation will drive the fulfillment of your God-given assignment. You see, Jesus became the example for us because he says, I only do what I see the Father doing. What he has revealed to me, that's what I busy myself with. Hebrews 12 verse 2 goes on to say to us, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat at the right hand of the throne of God. Revelation caused him to keep pushing, to keep going. It says he had a joy that was set before him. What? There was something that he was beholding that was not seen by the natural eye. Some of us can't push beyond our boundaries because we can't see what's ahead. We can't see what's ahead. And so when that wall shows up, that's it. We give up. We give up and we say, surely this wasn't God. But when you began... You knew that it was God that had spoken to you. When you began, you knew that this was from God, that this was of God. But the moment opposition comes, and opposition will come, if you are not seeing that joy that is set before you, sometimes it can be difficult to keep pressing on. It can be very difficult to keep pressing on. 
Now, I want to bring it closer home as I get ready to close. This ministry, I think you heard Pastor Pele before, and I think all the speakers have spoken about this shift. I need us to understand something. This ministry was birthed from revelation, a revelation from God. In chapter 1 of Building People, Building Dreams, Pastor Tom says, Who in their right mind would have moved to a country in the middle of a brutal civil war? Especially if they had few contracts there. No support back home and a wallet that is virtually empty. That was how I landed in Zimbabwe. Although when I arrived nearly 25 years ago, it was still called Rhodesia, and was one of the most lawless places on earth. I was not there because I was brave or had a sense of destiny on my life. In fact, I was racked by fear every step of the way. And then he ends by saying this, I was there because God had made it perfectly clear that Rhodesia was exactly where he wanted me. A revelation from God. Pastor Tom was not leaning on his own understanding. Everything was pointing to the fact that he had no business being there. That he had no business being here. Everything except the revelation from God. Huh. So, as I bring it closer home, you are here. Based on a revelation. You are here based on a revelation. Some of you might be sitting there without an understanding of the fact that you are here by revelation. He said he ordained before time that you should be sitting here. On this day, he ordained it. But not only has he done that. You see, the thing that keeps us from serving in the house of God is a lack of revelation. Because if you brought yourself here, then yes, it is your responsibility to decide on what you do while you are here. But if you have a revelation that he has brought you here, it means that your responsibility here has everything to do with what he is revealing to you. And some of us, God has been nudging us. Serve in the house. Serve in the house. I want you to serve here. And we keep brushing it away. We keep brushing it away. Brushing it away. And yet that is the pathway for for your revelation. You see, when you walk in the revelation of God, like Christ, you become a revelation yourself. Pastor Tom and Bonnie... Now sit in, the, in this nation as a revelation. 
Why? Because they have followed. They have followed. The onslaught has come. All has come, but they are here. But herein lies the question. In, in the program of what God ordained for this movement, which is led by our senior pastors, what is it that he is desiring of us as those that he has joined to this movement to do? What is the revelation for this season? What is the revelation for the now? What is the revelation for the now? Because with no revelation, the Bible says the people cast off restraint. And where his revelation is not present, provision is scarce. His power is scarce. But when we align ourselves to revelation, provision is there. God gave Moses a revelation of the tabernacle he wanted for him to build. He gave him the revelation. And it says he asked for offering for as many as would come. Not everybody gave. And the math says, if not everyone gives, then there'll be lack. But our Bible tells us that there was more than enough to the extent that they had to stop the people from giving. They had to stop the people from giving. So for this ministry, what is God desiring in the now? What would he have you do? Let me bring it closer to home. For your family, what is God saying concerning your family? What has he revealed concerning your family? What's the bigger picture? Outside of that, what is he saying now? Where are you at now in the unfolding of the purposes of God? What is he saying concerning your family, concerning your business? You have the overall picture, but what is the now Revelation, that is the thing that will preserve. That is the thing that will cause you to go from glory to glory. It's, it's what he is saying in the now. Revelation will cause you to birth. Revelation will preserve. Revelation will bring you to fulfillment. Jesus fulfilled his mandate he fulfilled it. And we are here as evidence of that fulfillment of his mandate. And when we are gone, long after we are gone, there will be more who will be still testifying to the fulfillment of his mandate. And he did that on the basis of walking by revelation, walking by revelation, walking by revelation. And so this afternoon... I believe all that we have heard. When I began, I spoke about how it would require a response. God is not causing us to hear all that we have heard just for the sake of hearing it. God is speaking. In the 2022 word, 
the man of God spoke about how even in leadership you would see people being moved out of their positions and others being replacing them. This is how God has always functioned. Any time that he is building, any time he's building, for those that he refused to align with his revelation, he always looks for the one who will respond to what he's saying. Eli, for a very long time, God spoke to him. He spoke to him. He revealed to him that which he was desiring. And it didn't happen. Eli didn't align to what God was saying. So God decided to anoint another in his stead. So with David, same story. He could have fulfilled the purposes of God. But he didn't respond to the revelation that God had given. He did things his own way and the result will always be the same. That result will never change. Anytime we disconnect ourselves from the purpose of God, pain, pain, pain will always be the result. Frustration will always be the result. Confusion will always be the result. But anytime we align ourselves with God, He will bring about that which He has purposed. And so, as we wind up, we just want to cry out. I'm going to ask you to stand. We want to cry out. That even concerning things that have been spoken since the morning sessions, the things that God will speak as this conference continues, we want to cry out, God, that you would reveal to us. What would make for success in the now? Now faith is. What is it that he's desiring of you? What is it that he would have you do? What is it that he would have you do? Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.